But if you head off to your your local, I guess the the most ordered things I imagine would be a chicken schnitzel, the snitty, or just a steak. And you go to many places where you can actually cook your own steak, which is fantastic. We have done a lot of interviews here in the last couple of years about what you might broadly call meat replacement. It's become huge, uh, veganism, vegetarianism. So I thought we might try and balance the ledger here. We're going to talk about a juicy steak, and you don't get much juicier than Wagyu. Uh, The Australian Wagyu Association, they've been uh, judging their 2023 branded beef competition some very impressive pieces of meat here. Of course, they're sold for a pretty penny, the best of it exported, and uh, bring in a lot of money. I've looked at the images of this marbled beef. It looks quite amazing. So I thought, for those who like a steak, uh, you might your mouth might be watering here. Dr. Matt McDonough is the CEO of the Australian Wagyu Association. I had a chat to him about Wagyu and the rise of Wagyu and where it stands earlier tonight. G'day, John. How are you going? Not too bad. Now, just with the Wagyu, it's marbled, isn't it? So the fat's just almost uh, streaming through the meat, correct? Yeah, the marbling is what we call intramuscular fat. So as opposed to subcutaneous fat that sits under the skin, intramuscular fat is very fine flecked marbling that sits within the piece of meat itself. So it's actually part of the muscle tissue. And when that is cooked as a steak, then that fat dissolves into the muscle tissue and just gives it that juicy succulence that typifies Wagyu. Yeah. So the cattle that produce this, let me be blunt, are they fat? Does it have to be fat? Well, look, uh, they certainly have a what we call a predisposition to depositing fat. Um, Wagyu literally means Japanese cow. So wa means Japanese and gyu mm. means cow in Japanese. So Wagyu literally is Japanese cow. And uh, these animals came to be um, by being basically beasts of burden or labour animals in very traditional Japanese farms. So, you know, they'd pull Mm. ploughs in rice paddies and lug stuff over mountains. And these animals developed to have really long endurance energy. And it turns out after World War II, when uh, Japan opened up and tourists started going over there, they ended up killing a few of these animals for, for food because the American soldiers going back to Japan all wanted to eat beef and they discovered they had this amazing beef product that was unique. No other meat on earth does what Wagyu does. And so the genetics are there. So it's not it's not being done in such a way that uh, they're being fattened up. It's, it's part of their genetics. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it stems from their genetic ability to deposit this intramuscular fat as a long-term energy store. So they're just um, designed basically to do this. And yet we're growing what seem to be the best in the world. Yeah, so Australia, outside of Japan, Australia has by far the largest Wagyu industry. So in Japan, I think they have about 1.2 million Wagyu cattle. In Australia, we have about 300,000. So that's the second largest population of Wagyu cattle in the world and certainly the largest outside of Japan. And because of that, we just have um, you know, much more. In Australia, we've got these beautiful natural production systems mm. and uh, beautiful, clean, green image and, and bright blue skies. You know, we were able to raise these Japanese cattle, which normally live their lives in little sheds in Japan. Yep. We've got them everywhere from Tasmania up to the top of the Northern Territory. 
running around in paddocks eating grass in Australia. So it's amazing how well they've adapted and it turns out that we can produce the best Wagyu beef on earth. So are they, are they harder to graze and produce than what you might call conventional? Oh, look, they just take a bit longer. So we have most of the Australian domestic cattle that run around eating grass are producing what we call lean beef, which is basically you know, 97% water. Uh, so it's very energetically efficient to produce lean beef. It's very energetically inefficient to produce fat. Uh, so these Wagyu cattle want to be, you know, their genetic drive is to deposit fat inside of meat. Yep. So they're trying to do that. Yep. Uh, and it just takes them a little bit longer to grow. Um, but eventually, you know, we get some really good outcomes from these cattle. Sure, and and, and obviously you get a bit more for them, uh, which I, I assume would then offset the time it takes to grow them. And with this competition, you, the, you've got a you've got a special grading camera to, to measure the uh, little strands of fat in in the meat. Yeah, that's right. So uh, you know, the Australian wagyu sector is probably worth two billion dollars in export value in meat products per year because it's such a luxury item. There's no other product like it on earth. Uh, and with that luxury item, with all this intramuscular fat, the Australian grading system just doesn't quite capture the variation that you get with Wagyu because it's developed on domestic cattle. So we ended up getting these um, Japanese cameras. So they're from a company called Meat Image Japan. And we use these cameras in a lot of our processing facilities to accurately grade Wagyu. And certainly everything that goes through our brand of beef comp, we had... 60 entries this year of Wagyu brands, and these are all global export brands, producing the absolute pinnacle of Wagyu beef that Australia can produce. And we get to cut these up, we get to image them with the camera, and we have we have steaks there that are literally 63% of this beautiful, fine intramuscular fat, and the camera picks it up perfectly. Yep. So we're able to you know, accurately capture that. And how much... Well, how much would you pay? Say I go to the local butcher, where would I go? How would I get a really, really good piece of this? Oh, for the stuff that was entered in the brand of beef competition, good luck if you can get your hands on it. It would be you know, several hundred dollars a kilo really? uh, for these entries. Oh, okay. yeah. This yep. stuff is uh, it's in demand in the best restaurants around the world. It's the ultimate eating experience. And, um, yeah, it's very... The vast majority of our top-end product is exported. You can still go to some very good restaurants and very good butchers in major centres like Sydney and Brisbane and access this product. Uh, you'll find it um, branded as Australian Wagyu under our um, under our Australian Wagyu brand. So you can get hold of it, but it, um, it's a very rare and precious commodity. So uh, you need to pay a little bit for it. Pay but a bit more, yeah. I think that, yeah, the thing to understand with Wagyu is you're not sitting down to eat a big 300-gram steak. You're sitting down, if you had a 300-gram Wagyu steak and it was very high marbled, you're probably going to cook it and share it with six friends. Yep. So each each person will get, you know, a little bit of Wagyu really as a as a beautiful delicacy to yeah. eat with their, um, you know, with the other food that they have on their yeah. plate. You don't eat as much for, for logical reasons. And the other thing I was going to ask you, with the with the changing nature of people's palates, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, people who are becoming vegan uh, for varying different reasons, a vegetarian. Uh, so w where is meat? What's your sense in terms of the demand for this and other meat as well? Oh, look, I think the, it's not one or the other. So, you know, there's certainly been... You know, a movement recently around veganism and pushing veganism, I think, 
you know, we, we advocate that consumers need choice. Um, this is a beautiful, healthy, natural product. I think consumers understand the benefit of natural, healthy, whole foods. And Wagyu is obviously at the peak end of that natural, yep. healthy, whole food spectrum. And you know, I, I fully appreciate yep. um, you know, consumers are going to eat what they like and we're not telling them to eat meat. Um, we don't appreciate people telling us you, you only have to eat processed vegetable products. But uh, you know, I think consumers are working sure. all of this out for themselves uh, in a pretty rapid time frame. And from the meat industry perspective, you know, it's going from strength to strength. Uh, our products are in heavy demand. Uh, the industry is growing rapidly, particularly Wagyu. It's growing at about 30% yep. per year in value. So, um, yeah, it's a, a very sought-after in-demand sure. product, and it's a global marketplace. These, just, these products are sought by global consumers. Just so I make sure, because you, the, the stuff you've talked about, the award-winning stuff's worth hundreds of hundreds of dollars a kilo, but can you always get some conventional Wagyu? I mean, what would you get just for a... I guess your your garden variety wagyu, as opposed to the award winning stuff, is still very expensive. Well, one of the categories that we have in our brand of beef comp is called the commercial wagyu steak, and it's actually a crossbred Angus wagyu. So with that cross, we can produce a lot more beef uh, more quickly at yep. a lower marble score end. So that's about a marble score five to seven yep. is what we call that commercial category. You can certainly pick that up around Australia for, you know, around the $100 a kilo mark. And that's just a beautiful eating experience. It's still got a, a lot. Yeah, it's still, know, a, oh, still yeah. a delicacy, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's a lot. Well, yep. okay. if you want a really – if you go to a good steak restaurant yep. and you're going to pay, you know, 60 to $80 for a very good steak, you could pick up two or three steaks for $100 and have an unbelievable eating experience at home. And that's what we're seeing thought. Yep. now with consumers after COVID and the closing of – the restaurant trade, um, the online popularity of Wagyu just went through the roof and we're seeing there's a huge demand for consumers to buy Wagyu products and cook them at home because they're after that at-home ultimate sort of luxury eating experience and you don't have to get all tarted up and go out to a fancy restaurant and put it all on. You can have a few friends over at home and have a wonderful dining experience with a piece of Wagyu. Yeah, set up the table, flashy table, do all of that yourself. All right, thank you so much for your time tonight. Good on you. Thank you. No worries, John. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I've, that, that was a conversation I had with uh, Dr. Matt McDonough from the Australian Wagyu Association. I've got Wayne who thinks he was a bit fluffy talking about beef eating. He, he says I need to get Sam Kekovich on to talk about beef eating. So, look, I think, I think that... I think we swag you. Isn't that the opposite of, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's lamb. Yeah, but he's talking about meat eating just generally and attacking veganism. All right. Thank you.